Welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope you had a fantastic weekend in the wild and wacky world of sports and beyond. We have some fun in store for you today, including a glance back at the weekend that was. My producer, Darren Vaught, a lifelong Red Sox fan, not only enjoyed Boston taking three out of four from the arch-rival New York Yankees, Darren fulfilled a lifelong dream and saw the Red Sox in person. It was only a 24-hour trip. He was there with his buddy Mick. The Red Sox got the win on Saturday. The Red Sox took three of four overall from their hated rival. We'll get Darren's thoughts on Fenway Park, the experience, the trip, and how he almost ended up sleeping on the streets of Boston when an Airbnb agreement went awry and they didn't realize it until about 1 o'clock in the morning. The Carolina Panthers continue to practice. The NFL is back. Cam Newton had a rest day this weekend. You know who made some nice plays in his absence? How about the rookie out of West Virginia University, Will Greer? He is from Charlotte. Most of you know that little piece of trivia. Fun backdrop to perhaps the new number two for that organization. Cam is on the pitch count. Cam only threw on the side with trainers on Saturday. It was Will Greer. Not Kyle Allen, not Taylor Heineke, you got the backup throws. He made a nice deep ball throw and catch with Curtis Samuel. As part of those festivities, Cam is back in action, of course. Torrey Smith, the veteran wideout, has come off the injured list. That's good news. Chris Hogan, another veteran wideout, new to the Panthers, formerly of the Patriots, did leave the field without explanation this weekend. There is expected to be in Spartanburg an injury or health update there. Hogan was asked by the media this weekend to compare and contrast that Tom Brady guy and that Cam Newton guy. We'll give you the highlights of his responses as we pick over the NFL and the Panthers as we look forward to Joe Person of The Athletic Carolina. He'll be our live on-site correspondent at Wofford College where the Panthers' preseason action continues. Did you know, as we also look forward to the return of the PGA Tour to our backyard, that is this week at the, P at the Wyndham Championship, Sedgefield Country Club in Greensboro, North Carolina, a wonderful venue an annual PGA Tour stop. We get one in Charlotte with the Wells Fargo every year. We get one in Greensboro with what's now called the Wyndham Championship every year. It is a tweaked format. Jordan Spieth was among the bigger names to add himself close to the last minute to this week's field. Of course, competitive play starts Thursday at Sedgefield, but it's really a full week of festivities where I encourage you to check it out. Margaritaville off the links and many of the best in the world on the links. A big week for golf fans here in our backyard. Todd Lewis of the Golf Channel, a UNC Greensboro graduate, is going to join us this hour on that subject. Joe Person, third hour on the NFL and your Carolina Panthers. We have a lot of best of the weekend votes to get to as those hit my inbox over the weekend that was. Of course, best and worst of the weekend allows for your statewide participation as we come at you live in almost 300 North Carolina cities and towns. What it was the best thing you saw anywhere in the sports universe and what made it that since we were last together on Friday afternoon? What was the worst thing you saw anywhere in the sports universe and what made it that? Believe it or not, as we get closer and closer to the month of August, this week is a big week 
in various ways in the sports world. Now, I don't mean like front burner urgent big ways, but think of it this way, as I remind you that the worst of the weekend vote-getters included Cleveland Indians pitcher Trevor Bauer threw the ball in anger over center field, over the center field fence, while being removed from the game, scaring some of his own teammates who were standing nearby. Kansas City wide receiver Tyreek Hill, also a worst of the weekend for reasons we'll get to. One reminder, both of those guys are very good at their jobs. Bauer has played like an all-star at times. He might be moved at the trade deadline, we'll see. But he's a good pitcher when things are right. Tyreek Hill's like a three-time pro bowler already as the Chiefs wide receiver. Just remember that they are both really good at their jobs and personal reminders of one of the founding principles here at the statewide syndicated David Glenn Show, and that is this. Do not expect prominent sports figures to be good role models celebrate when they turn out to be good role models. I'm there with you. If you expect such things simply because they're famous in sports, you are setting yourself up for lifelong disappointment. Do not expect, hope, and celebrate when you see it. Trevor Bauer and Tyreek Hill among the worst of the weekend. Votes for best of the weekend were all over the place. The Red Sox did dominate the Yankees and ultimately win three out of four. We'll get Darren Vaught's first-person account of his trip to Fenway as we get the phone calls starting. Best and worst of the weekend, 1-800-849-2761. The Panthers, for various reasons, not only Will Greer, Curtis Samuel, Dante Jackson has looked good, the second-year cornerback for the Panthers. Torrey Smith is back. Matt Paradis, remember, broke his leg with the Broncos last year. So a lot of nervous eyeballs. The Panthers had not practiced in pads until this weekend. It was just more warm-up type stuff prior to that. So Matt Paradis did sit out Saturday just as a routine maintenance day that Ron Rivera often gives veterans. Just remember, this is a guy who signed a three-year, $29 million contract to step into the huge shoes of team captain Ryan Khalil at the offensive center position. If you want to paint a bright picture, an optimistic picture for this year's Panthers, and I'm there with you. I think they look like a playoff team, assuming good health. Some key players are coming off of bad health, if you will, and need to show that they can be what they were hoped to be. John Elway, Broncos general manager, said he was concerned about Matt Paradis and his broken fibula from back in November. That's one of the reasons the Broncos didn't try to retain a guy who, when healthy, is one of the best centers in the NFL. That's not, a, that's not in anybody's doubt. This, of course, requires good health, and this is the first full action that Matt Paradis has seen since that ugly injury last November. How did Juju Smith-Schuster of the Steelers make best of the weekend? Brooks Kepka and Webb Simpson from the golf world. How about Bernhard Longer and Jin Young Ko from the golf world? How about an American swimmer named Caleb Dressel who did at the World Championship something that even the legend Michael Phelps had not done. How about Denny Hamlin from the NASCAR circuit? How about Max Holloway from UFC 240? How about a 22-year-old from Columbia who just became the youngest person to win the Tour de France in more than 100 years? How about a pro surfer, I kid you not, who survived a shark bite in Jacksonville, Florida, 
and then celebrated by going straight to a beachside bar rather than the local hospital. That actually happened this weekend. That's good enough for my best of the weekend inbox. We'll get into a little bit of a lot of other things. Bronny James, LeBron's son, there was a tweet this weekend perhaps from an account he controls, perhaps not. We're still investigating that. But it was a tweet that photo photoshopped young Bronny into a Duke uniform. Now, you probably all know by now LeBron and Coach K are friends. LeBron has said publicly, had I not had the option of going to the NBA straight out of high school in Akron, Ohio, way back when, I would have gone to Duke. That would have been, you know, I'd have been one of those Zion Williamson-style one-and-done dudes for the Blue Devils. Well, that never happened, but they became great friends in large part because of their time together on USA Basketball. And Bronny James, in case you didn't know, is entering high school. Bronny James in a Duke uniform had a lot of people excited. Can the son play for Coach K when the father, of course, got that only while wearing the red, white, and blue of Team USA and never in that college basketball uniform? I would not bet on the Bronny Coach K, Duke combination ever happening. I will elaborate on why I believe that. Nothing against Bronny, nothing against Duke. In an alternative universe, maybe it would happen, but there are a lot of variables as folks contemplated that possibility over the weekend when they saw that on social media. Remember Jeremy Lin? Lin Sanity and otherwise, he's 30 years old now, and while giving a motivational speech to young people in Taiwan, where both of Jeremy Lin's parents are from, actually broke down crying, saying, among other things, that rock bottom just seems to be getting more rock bottom for me. In some ways, it feels like the NBA has kind of given up on me. It was really a sad, it's a viral video by this point. Worst of the weekend, not because Jeremy Lin's a bad guy, but it was not exactly an uplifting video as Jeremy Lin was giving that motivational speech in Taiwan. More on those stories as we head into a big week in sports and as we dial up your calls. Todd Lewis on golf this hour, Joe Person on the NFL third hour. Intern Christian represents Appalachian State University. He'll be the first voice you hear when you dial and tell us what was the best thing you saw, what was the worst thing you saw anywhere in the sports universe and why. Dial now. You could be next up on the other side, one 800 849-2761. Quick reminder about this week in sports looking forward. The first NFL preseason game will be played three days from now. All remaining college football teams will take to the practice fields this week. A small handful have already started practicing. Miami and Florida, for example, have a very early preseason game, so they took to the practice field this past weekend. Everybody else will be on the field by the end of this week as the NFL and college football both ramp up. Major League Baseball's new format, one and only one trade deadline, is two days away. The Mets already got former Duke star Marcus Stroman from Toronto over the weekend. Prior to that, Noah Syndergaard, their ace righty, was supposedly trade bait on the outbound, but he's still wearing a Nets uniform. A lot of folks thought the Yankees or the Astros would get Marcus Stroman, formerly of Duke. Instead, it was the lowly Mets. What are we to make of that as the deadline is almost here and there really haven't been many trades? Who put the dead in deadline? That's what it looks like here in 2019. So you have the baseball trade deadline, college football practice, NFL preseason game number one is Thursday – 
Broncos Falcons up in Canton, Ohio at the Hall of Fame game. The PGA Tour is back in our backyard essentially now. Competitive play starts Thursday at the Wyndham Championship. And Major League Soccer on Wednesday has another meeting of its expansion committee. I don't believe now that there will be announcement of a new franchise. But Raleigh remains on the back burner as they try to build a stadium in South Raleigh. Charlotte has moved to the front burner with St. Louis and Sacramento as the MLS already has 24 teams, has already announced three more, and is going to announce at some point soon franchise number 28, franchise 29, and eventually franchise number 30. Charlotte is definitely in that mix thanks to the help they're getting from the Panthers owner David Tepper, and Raleigh is not out of that mix. We could see news along those lines this week as well. It's the MLS All-Star Week. Originally, they were going to announce a new expansion franchise. They have backed off on that, perhaps in part because of the jostling of positions, Charlotte rising up the ladder, and some others not being able to answer all of the questions the MLS executives had uh, that, that they posed recently at a meeting at their national headquarters. More Panthers with Joe Person, some golf and Wyndham Championship with Todd Lewis. Jordan Spieth is not the only big name who will be here in our midst this week. Webb Simpson has won the Wyndham. He's back. Brent Snedeker won it last year. He's back. Hideki Matsuyama added it to his schedule fairly recently. A lot of international stars, a lot of American stars, a lot of guys we know well around here. Davis Love, UNC product. Harold Varner, ECU product. Webb Simpson, of course, claimed by Raleigh and Charlotte and Wake Forest University. Fun guest here on the David Glenn Show. We like to claim him as well. Best and worst of the weekend on the other side. Classic sports movie challenge later today. Remember, that is a July-only offering, so only a few more chances to win before we turn the calendar to August and have more actual games, football and otherwise, to discuss. Grant Hill became the latest prominent sports figure to call out the current president of the United States, as is the case routinely at this point. Some saw that as a best of the weekend. Others saw that as a worst of the weekend. The former Duke superstar is now a part owner of the NBA's Atlanta Hawks. 1-800-849-2761. Two great guests later. Your phone calls now. Trevor Bauer and Tyreek Hill lead worst of the weekend. Darren's back from Fenway Park and the streets of Boston. No, just kidding. More on that story with your calls. 1-800-849-2761 on The David Glenn Show. Mr. President, Barack Obama, welcome to The David Glenn Show. How are you? David, it's great to be on. It's wonderful to, to talk to the folks in North Carolina. I always say uh, I love the state of North Carolina, love the people of North Carolina. Even the folks who don't support me down there are nice to me. The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to The David Glenn Show. Todd Lewis on the PGA Tour's next stop, meaning this week here in the great state of North Carolina. The Wyndham Championship week has begun. Competitive play starts Thursday. Jordan Spieth among the last-minute or close-to-it additions. Webb Simpson among the local favorites. Todd Lewis this hour on some golf. Joe Person third hour live from Spartanburg where the Carolina Panthers are back on the practice field. We play a game every Monday afternoon on our syndicated statewide show that does allow for your participation. What was the best thing you saw anywhere in the sports universe and why? What was the worst thing you saw anywhere in the sports universe and why? Our producer, Darren Vaught, realized a lifelong dream that I think many of us can imagine or perhaps we lived through ourselves. 
He loves the Boston Red Sox. He grew up in the mountains of Virginia. He never had a chance to see the Red Sox in person in Fenway, even as a guy who played baseball for all of his young life and who watched baseball, including the Red Sox, many, many times on TV. He happens to be the current voice of USA Baseball, which is based right here in the great state of North Carolina. Darren is here today. He is back from Fenway Park. The Red Sox took two, three of four from the Yankees. They pulled within one game of the AL Wild Card. I'm assuming all of that made it a best of the weekend for Darren Vaught. As we invite your calls and look forward to Todd Lewis on golf, Joe Person live from Spartanburg on the Carolina Panthers and other NFL. More prizes via the classic sports movie challenge that we'll hit you with a little bit later today as well. Chiefs receiver Tyreek Hill is back and playing football again, but he's a worst of the weekend for reasons we'll get to. Trevor Bauer, Cleveland Indians pitcher, also very good at his job much of the time. Also, a worst of the weekend. Do not expect prominent athletes to be good role models. Just celebrate the ones who turn out to be good role models. Bauer and Hill frequently fall short of that bar and did so again this weekend. Best of the weekend is all over the place. I heard from a lot of listeners who went to Spartanburg, South Carolina and nominated Will Greer or wideout Curtis Samuel or D-back Dante Jackson or the return of Torrey Smith or other things. We'll get to those with your calls, 1-800-849-2761. I will give you one off the beaten trail best of the weekend. And then, Darren, you tell us how you both escaped a possible last-minute, is it an Airbnb complication? Yeah, yeah. Possibly having to sleep on the streets <laughs> of Boston with your buddy Mick. You did manage your way and navigate that tricky situation. More importantly, when I saw the Yankees lose 19-3 to in Game 1, and you were here with us producing the show, and then the Red Sox win Game 2 as well, 10-5 to over the hated Yankees, I'm thinking, man, Darren's going to be up there living a lifelong dream, and it's CeCe Sabathia going for the Yankees. And what was, was it Ad Eduardo Rodriguez? Yep. Okay, now I know Eduardo had, was like 12-4 and four going into that game. He was. And has had a good season. He's had a good year. It, it, and that's lefty against lefty, right? They, they both have strengths, and they both have nice records. And I just wasn't feeling the mojo. I was nervous for you because I so badly wanted your well, first. CC's reliable for CC the Yankees. CC is reliable. Yeah. And Eduardo, Eduardo, I mean, 12-4 and four is 12-4. and four. All, More power to him. You know, I didn't see him the way I would see, you know, a Chris Sale at his best, for example, or even some others. Now, as it turned out, Sale was the one that let a game get away. Right. And the, the only one the Red Sox <laughs> lost in four games. So what do we know? This is the nature of baseball. Sure enough, you get the 9-5 to win Saturday after navigating some tricky hotel circumstances <laughs> and complications. Let me give my best of the weekend from off the beaten trail and then the whole Darren Vaught story as we welcome your calls, 1-800-849-2761. What was the best thing you saw? What was the worst thing you saw anywhere in the sports universe since we were last together on Friday and why? How did Juju Smith-Schuster, Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver, end up a best of the weekend nominee? It's tough to beat this. A week into training camp... Juju Smith-Schuster is not only a promising up-and-coming wideout for the Steelers, he is now truly iconic in the eyes of many fans. Recently, a Steelers fan that had the, what would you call that logo? It's, it's not, they're like three stars in the Pittsburgh Steelers logo. Yeah, there's the, the blue, the red, and the yellow, right? Are they stars? Whatever, yeah. they look like stars. 
I'm not even sure what they're representing, to be honest. I'm an Eagles fan. I ignore those people out <laughs> west most of the time. I'm not anti-Steelers. My brother lives in Pittsburgh. His wife is from Pittsburgh. We're in opposite conferences. There's no reason to be hateful in life most of the time, right? Nothing against the Steelers. But this guy had these three star-like figures on the side of his head as he wore his hair in the shape of a mohawk. So imagine a bear skull skin on both sides and he showed the Steelers players that he had essentially the stars that are on the side of their helmet and as Darren said one's painted red inside one yellow one blue and that's that's fundamental all Steelers fans recognize that I'm sure it's a point of conversation for this young man when he goes from restaurant to restaurant and I think bar to bar and I would assume he's got all three stars on the same side of his head because they're only featured on one side of the Steelers helmet and they're in the same formation to steal another football word on that side of his head so clearly this is not a part-time Steelers fan. This guy, this guy is invested. What do they say about uh, chicken, chicken and the egg? What's the old saying about the difference between a contribution and truly invested? Uh, a breakfast, a breakfast buffet for you, Darren. It's the it's the pig, right? The chicken contributed to that plate. The pig is truly invested, right? <laughs> yeah. Chicken contributes an egg. The pig through the donation of bacon. Now that's an investment. I think that's a one-time thing, if you know what I'm saying. Well, this guy's truly invested with the tri-colored stars on the side of his scalp. Steelers players notice and respect this. This guy asks Steelers wideout Juju Smith-Schuster for his autograph and says, will you sign my helmet? And Juju's looking around because other people had given him, you know, a ball cap to sign, a glove to sign, whatever. He's like, I don't see a helmet. And the guy goes, no, sign my helmet, meaning my my scalp, and shows him the three diamonds or whatever they are. Juju signs next to the three colored stars in whatever. Sharpie, I think, is what he described it as. Fast forward. Juju hears that this guy was just knocked over by this contribution to the side of his head and says, if that guy actually gets my autograph tattooed next to the three Steelers colored stars, I'll buy him tickets to any game he wants to go to see as a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You think, what do you, if you're invested enough to a take a Mohawk Mohawks are cute on little kids. A lot of my, my son went with a faux hawk for much of his childhood. <laughs> he now rolls his eyes as as he reflects back on his faux hawk decision. Sure. Like teams soccer team pictures. He's the one that had the faux hawk for years. As a dad, I'm just like, dude, you know, whatever makes you happy, man. Go for it. Upon further reflection, he's not so sure it was the greatest idea for as long as he experimented with the faux hawk. So this guy's invested enough to go with the mohawk that exposes the sides of his head. He's invested enough to get a tattoo, which I've heard are expensive. I'll have to ask my wife. She has a couple of cuties. But it's even more expensive when you add all that coloring, isn't it? Like three diamonds would be one thing, but you got to add, you got to add some, some Steelers yellow or whatever gold color that is. You got to add red, you got to add blue. I think we're getting more expensive with our tattoo, right? you got to make sure it's correctly aligned with the actual Pittsburgh Steelers helmet. 
This, too, is more of the pig-like investment than the chicken-like donation, if you know what I'm saying. Then you go to practice. You're not a pretender if you're going to Steelers training camp. Then you got to hang around long enough to wait for autographs. Then you got to talk one-on-one to Juju Smith-Schuster. Then you got to get him to sign your head slash helmet. And then you got to follow up on social media. Was there any doubt in your mind that once we got to that point, that guy's not going to say, yeah, I'll get Juju's autograph tattooed into my head. I'll go back to the original artist. Of course he was going to say yes. Juju Smith-Schuster, best of the weekend, as we invite your calls, 1-800-849-2761. The fan identified as Joel Shock did get the tattoo on the same side of his head, and Juju followed up completing his promise not only with tickets to a Steelers game, which was the original promise, but season tickets to the Pittsburgh Steelers this season. For those who don't know, those are a pretty penny. Before you buy the tickets, what would that be? Eight home games, right? There's a seat license involved that is more than $1,000 per seat. I imagine Juju's probably not going up in the nosebleed, so it's going to be higher than – There's it's $1,250 per seat in the form of a seat license for, like, that's the starting price. Now, Juju, at this stage of his career, remember, is not – by our standards, he's pays, paid a lot of money. But by NFL standards, he's actually not. He does not – he does not – he makes less than a million dollars a year, which given his productivity is pretty amazing. That's a bargain by NFL standards. So he, he gives them season tickets, pays for the seat licenses, pays for the eight home games. I imagine some preseason games as well. That is Juju Smith-Schuster of the Pittsburgh Steelers, a best of the weekend as those stories hit my inbox over the weekend that was. 1-800-849-2761. Tide Lewis of the Golf Channel on all things golf with the PGA Tour visiting our state again this week. For all four majors are in the books. Jordan Spieth, Webb Simpson, Brent Snedeker, and many other luminaries will be here in our backyard at Sedgefield Country Club in Greensboro. Darren, can you just tell people so that they don't – they're not troubled over their lunch. <laughs> That you did find a place to sleep in Boston on Saturday, uh, on that would be Friday I did. night. Friday. I did. I was in town. I was in Boston with my friend Mick, as you mentioned, for a 24-hour span. Luckily, we hadn't planned on sleeping a ton anyway, Yeah. but we did ultimately find a solution, which I can explain in more detail a little bit later. What happened when you got to the place <laughs> where there were supposed to be keys? There were no keys. Is the, the the bottom line? So we it's a it's an, Airbnb. It's an Airbnb. You're so, told where to go, what to look for. You know, a combination. There, yeah, open there was a lockbox. Yeah, there was a lockbox on the railing of this apartment complex. We were going to be in one of the apartments that this other person owns. And you're a rock star, so you don't get there until after midnight. Right? Well, you had a baseball you know, game to see. As as we land, we didn't see Friday night's game, but Mookie Betts hit three home runs. I was donning my Mookie Betts jersey, so it's like the second we get off the plane everyone's in celebration mode so we're obviously not going to wherever we're going to retire for the night it would be baseball blasphemy yeah if you just went <laughs> home and did not party a little that night absolutely so it was a little later it was and a then little you bit opened later the lockbox and inside the lockbox is no keys Nothing. everything up that to that point was per the instructions to a t no keys in the lockbox it's 1 a.m and we mm. have nowhere to stay in Boston. That's not good. <laughs> not good. I imagine uh, most 
hotels and motels would have no vacancies come 1 o'clock That's in the morning. That's correct. As a matter of as fact, we Yankees called all are, of them. As the Yankees are visiting the Red Sox for a four-game series. At that point, man, up to, I was young once, you may have heard. I, I would be thinking, A, whom do I know in the Boston area that would be willing to answer if I called them at 1 o'clock in the morning? We, we considered we that. that. We had one or two people in that category uh, one of which was not even in town. And then after that, it's who do I know that knows so many people that if I call him or her at 1 a.m., A, he'll pick up or she'll pick up, and then that person can call whatever, a lifelong friend or relative, and say, I know you don't know this Darren Vaught guy. I would do that for you. You know that. Right. I, I went through my mental Rolodex. I would not have had a middle-of-the-night <laughs> Boston-based emergency lodging arrangement for you. A lot of other American cities, I got you. And at other times, I'd have had you in Boston. For whatever reason, I don't have that in 2019. So that would have been, I would have picked up if I saw at 1 a.m., Darren's calling. This can't be good. Right. This cannot. Right. I mean, he likes sharing his love of Fenway Park and Boston and the Red Sox, but this is not good. If he's thinking of us at 1 a.m. here at the Glen Estate, we're, he's in big trouble or, or something has gone horribly wrong. DG, I know you practiced law. That's what I'd have been thinking. Yeah. You, yep. uh, any lawyers up here in the Boston area that you can give me a referral to at the last minute? No, you're much more well-behaved than that. I am glad you survived. I'll be glad you saw a win. The rest of this story is a good one, a pleasant one, a positive one. Yeah, besides the doubt. win. Without a doubt. Okay. The win, the, the weekend, the 24-hour sprint of a trip in boston was all fantastic and you found emergency lodging we did we i think we found the only hotel room in boston okay congratulations uh as clint eastwood said in that great movie you adapt you improvise <laughs> you overcome that's heartbreak ridge if you want to check that flick out you adapt you improvise you overcome that's what darren and mick did at one o'clock in the morning in between red sox victories over the new york yankees at fenway park all right todd lewis Wyndham Championship, Greensboro, PGA Tour, returns to our great state. Todd happens to be a UNC Greensboro graduate. He's actually covering the Women's British Open here shortly. Jordan Spieth and Webb Simpson and Brant Snedeker and Hideki Matsuyama are among the highlights in this week's field at Sedgefield Country Club. Todd Lewis on golf on the other side. Joe Person live from Spartanburg on all things NFL and Carolina Panthers. That's third hour. We'll give you a classic sports movie challenge. We'll take more of your calls on best of the worst, first, best and worst of the weekend as well. Todd Lewis of the Golf Channel next on the David Glenn Show. I made a reference to Mike Krzyzewski of Duke and his GOAT status. And I kid you not, I got angry emails. If I really wanted to insult somebody, I would include some kind of sentence about being in the bleeping prairie chewing on grass. This is the David Glenn. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Todd Lewis is a UNC Greensboro graduate and one of our favorites in the golf world. Outstanding reporter and host for the Golf Channel. The PGA Tour is making one of its at least two and sometimes more often annual stops here in the great state of North Carolina. It will be the Wyndham Championship. It will be Sedgefield Country Club in Greensboro. Of course, the Wells Fargo in Charlotte earlier in the year. Many of the big boys will be in this field. Todd Lewis is joining us to celebrate this great game, including Brooks Kepka winning again this past weekend, although we will not see him in Greensboro. Todd, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? 
I'm fantastic. Good to talk to you. Great to have you back. Tell me this before we dive into Greensboro and some of your old roots. Brooks Kepka, and I think you'd correct these numbers if I get them wrong, I believe he's the fourth player ever to finish top four in all four majors in a single year. And thanks to this win over the weekend at St. Jude, he became the sixth player to win a World Golf Championship title and a major championship in the same calendar year. This is rarefied air for a guy who often finishes, you know, 30th or worst in, in a tournament that most fans have never heard of. How does this happen? Well, I yeah, I think you and I talked about it last time. We were previewing one of the majors. I think he plays now with an incredible chip on his shoulder, and that is something that, grew about him in regards to being just an average, I wouldn't say an average, an above average player in college. He didn't get all the hype. And because of that, he went to the challenge tour in Europe, European tour, won on those specific tours and then made his way to the PGA tour. So he, he feels like he's always being disrespected. Um, probably even now, <laughs> as weird as this may sound, he still probably thinks in his mind, knowing Brooks the way that I know him, that nobody is comparing me to a great player uh, from from the past, and uh, so I'm I'm going to prove them all wrong. Uh, and th- that's how he plays. And I haven't seen a player since Tiger in the early 2000s talk the talk and walk the walk as much as Brooks Kepka has right now. He's playing with tremendous confidence. Crazy factoid since you just mentioned Tiger. That combo of winning a World Golf Championship title and a major in the same calendar year. Tiger did it nine times. There are only six people who have ever done it ever. Brooks Kepka again, adding his name to that list this weekend. Help us understand whether it's Kepka or the rest of these guys. You know, Tiger has said it's all about the majors at this stage of his career. What, what is on that next tier for most of these guys? Because when I saw Brooks Kepka and Rory McIlroy paired together for the first time in this kind of a setting, uh, it seemed that he cared more like he cares at a major at St. Jude this weekend uh, rather than just, you know, another PGA Tour stop. And you know when else he cared? When uh, he had the lead at the PGA Championship, and Dustin Johnson was chasing him down on Sunday, uh, and ultimately Brooks was able to hold him off. And here's why. Brooks knows, and most of the players on the PGA Tour will agree with him, that outside of him, the two players, when they are on, are the toughest to beat, are Rory McIlroy and Dustin Johnson. Yeah. And Brooks had an opportunity over the weekend to say that, you know what, Rory's great. He's an awesome player. I respect him, but I'm better than him, and he proved it. What else is on that second tier? Because the the Wyndham Championship, as you know, it is now after the four majors. It is before the FedEx Cup playoffs. They've come up with this Wyndham top 10 point system that's designed to inspire more of these guys to say yes. Uh, After the majors, is, is it some of these WGC events along with the players? I mean, obviously the Ryder Cup whenever that happens. But what is that pecking order and where does the Wyndham fall nowadays? Well, I think after the majors, the players is next, and here's why. That is an elite tournament. There are no club pros. There are no amateurs. It's the best on the planet that play in that event, and it's the PGA Tour's crown jewel. So I would say that is next. Yeah. After that, um, I don't think you look at a single event. I probably would say winning the FedEx Cup, which is a culmination of the season and the playoffs. I mean, that's a big deal. When that started in 2007, most of the players, including Tiger Woods, thumbed their nose up at it. You know, I, 
what, what is this FedEx Cup? Now, you know, players want this on their resume. Um, so I would say that. Then probably the WGCs, uh, which, you know, they just had one in Memphis yesterday. Then probably, I mean, I'm running down the line here. Right. <laughs> then probably the the big invitational legacy events that are, you know, awesome, great players like the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Yeah. Jack Nicholas. Uh, you know, ty- the, the Memorial. Yeah. Uh, Tigers. Tigers is now a legacy event at the Genesis Open in, at Riviera. And then after that, you know, it, it, the, the rest of the tournaments are kind of the same. Um, it, I, I'm disappointed, really disappointed. A lot of players that were, you know, higher than eighth in the FedEx Cup standings didn't go to Greensboro. Uh, you know, Brooks Kepka was just saying, you know, if I've got a chance to lock up $2 million I'm, and win the Wyndham Rewards regular season bonus, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm definitely considering playing. But, it, you know, Obviously, that was a lot of talk. So, uh, hopefully, they can change this. I mean, I was actually talking with some colleagues of mine. It's Wyndham's money. So, I would say, here's just a thought. You get the bonus if you show up and play the Wyndham. If you don't show up, yeah. well, then we give it to the highest-ranked player that's in the field. In this case, it would be Paul Casey who would be getting a right. $2 million bonus. Now but you're talking. You know, but that's between the PGA Tour and Wyndham uh, to figure that out. That would change a lot of minds. For those who don't yeah. know, the Wyndham Rewards Top 10 is a $10 million bonus pool. Now, some of these top guys that Todd is describing, they can still finish very high in those standings and collect a chunk of that money without even going to Sedgefield this week. That would dramatically change things. But that is a, that is a negotiation, as you understand it, with, with Wyndham. You know, it is a creative new place on the calendar, and I think that's a creative mm-hmm. carrot to put at the end of the stick. But obviously, uh, I don't know the numbers exactly right now, but there's a bunch of, you know, Ricky and Tiger and others skipped Memphis. So it's not like Wyndham's the only thing some bigger names are skipping, but uh, it's a mixed bag, certainly, as we look forward to Sedgefield on Thursday. Well, the problem is is the scheduling, and you know, it is condensed more now, um, and if you look at, you know, you play the Open, you have to fly all the way over to Northern Ireland, and you immediately fly back to Memphis to play a WGC event, and there's, there's Greensboro, obviously, this week, and then you got to gear it up for three playoff events in a row. Um, so even if players skip Greensboro, which Brooks Kepka, for instance, is doing, I mean, he's playing five of six uh, weeks. And, you know, I, I know the your listeners are saying, well, come on, you know, what's the, you know, tough about that? But, I mean, it can, it can grind you. Um, and you can't – you want to be at your best at, in big spots. Uh, obviously, the major championships. And then we talked about WGCs and the FedEx Cup. So players are just choosing – you know, to skip this week, even though $2 million is up for grabs for, you know, somebody who wanted to challenge Brooks Koepka for the number one spot. But I don't think they get it now, but still, it's disappointing. I wish I wish that the tour and somebody could work something out with Wyndham yeah. and get some bigger names there. If they don't change those rules you were describing, I saw Mark Brazel, the tournament director at the Wyndham, say that next year there will be time off between the Open Championship and the Wyndham, and with only the Olympics, I think it is, in between, you know, that's not a large number of guys, that there's a lot of optimism that it could be an even better field next year under these new rules. Does that compute with you? Well, it will be, probably, likely, but unfortunately, if you think about it, here's the way the Olympic rules work out. Each country can have up to four players represent their country in the Olympics. However, those four players have to be inside the top 15 in the world ranking. 
So yeah. right now, the United States would have four players mm. uh, inside the top 15. But those players will likely play the Olympics in Japan, and there's big names. For instance, Brooks Kepka. He goes to Tokyo and plays. You know, I, I, sadly, he's not going to come back and play Greensboro because he's going to be born out from Tokyo, and he has to gear up for the uh, FedEx Cup playoffs. So, I mean, yes, you may have players like 16 through 30 in the world rankings that will play, but you still probably, unfortunately, unfortunately, are not going to get the top echelon of players. I don't know if you have the list in front of you, but as we thank you for your time and let you go, I mean, we all know a name like Jordan Spieth, which we were all excited to see him yeah. add, add his name on Friday. Uh, some old, you know, Ernie Els and Patrick Harrington and uh, Stuart Sink, and I did see Hideki Matsuyama added his name as well. Um, who, is there somebody you would circle? Um, I know Shane Lowry, the Open Championship guy, withdrew kind of at the last minute. Jimmy Walker, I he's think, is going to be still. here. Yeah, right? He's still he's celebrating. <laughs> um, I only have, like, less than a minute, but who else? Billy Horschel's going to be there. Zach Johnson will be there. Um, you see yeah. these guys. Who, whom would you circle for the fans here? I'm looking at Jordan Spees right now. Yeah. He feels like uh, – I mean, he admits he's been in a slump, but he feels like he's trending. He said after Memphis, things are clicking again. You know, he said this for about a month and a half, though, but he is playing better. If he can keep his his driver in the fairway and not out of the North Carolina Pines there, <laughs> the way he's putting and his short game is uh, right now, I, I think he can compete. I, I would look for Jordan Spees to have a – really really good week because he nearly won it there patrick reed beat him in the playoffs not too long yeah good stuff thanks uh, extra effort award to you for joining us from the other side of the pond we always appreciate your <laughs> time on the david glenn show glad to do it you got it todd lewis of unc greensboro and the golf channel on twitter at todd lewis gc don't forget captain america patrick reed is part of the Wyndham. Paul Casey, Martin Keimer, and a lot of other internationals. Webb Simpson, I mentioned early, earlier, Davis Love III, among the other local favorites. A lot to look forward to, just some big names also missing. Joe Person, live from Spartanburg. Later, more of your best and worst of the weekend. Phone calls, a classic sports movie challenge still to come on The David Glenn Show. Jerome Robinson, are you a hugger or a handshake guy? H how does it work if Adam Silver is waiting for you? I really don't know. I, I hope it's not awkward. <laughs> um, you know, I hope it's not like a hand-to-hug-to-hand -to -hand kind of thing, but I don't know. I might just mess around and just hug him. No hands. I think he's so. a hugger. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. Okay, more of your best and worst of the weekend phone calls. Dial us up now, 1-800-849-2761. And there was a tweet this weekend of Bronny James in a Duke uniform. Could LeBron's son really be playing for Coach K at Duke? That's next.